in your pew Bible to page 1531. We'll be reading Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them. Bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, Say that the Lord has need of them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See your king comes to you, gentle, riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the fold of a donkey. Well, the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Take your place. I have been hearing this phrase for quite some time over the last couple months, quite honestly. Take your place. So I have a question. Have you ever watched a TV show or a movie, maybe read a book, and thought, oh my word, that's me. That's me. No, no, no I'm not talking about like watching days of thunder with cold trickle and going, man, I wish I was a NASCAR driver, or, you know, watching another movie that's Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom and go, oh, if I could just be Indiana. That's not what I'm talking about. You all know what I'm talking about, don't you? You've all done it. What I'm saying is, if you've ever seen a movie or a show or something and thought, my word, that's me. That, that movie, that show, that book... That's like my life. Today, we just read a story about a bunch of different characters that lived out a moment in time. We're going to talk about these characters. There's eight different ones, and I want you to... Figure out in this story, who am I? Who am I? And where do I want to be? Who am I? And where do I want to be? It starts off that Jesus, which though we are all to be like Christ and strive to be like Christ, none of you are. Just so you know. 
So he's not one of the characters that, that you can take his place. But be like him. But it starts off, two disciples are sent. They're chosen and they're sent. They're sent to do something a little different, a little outside of their comfort zone. How would you feel if Jesus looked at you and said, okay, Phil, Chad, go get me a donkey. And if somebody asks you what you're doing, now that right there tells you, they are going to a place to where they're going to take a donkey and a colt. And if somebody asks you, that's like, go ahead and take the donkey. And if somebody happens to say, hey, what are you doing? This is your answer. But imagine being asked to go do something that is outside of your comfort zone. But don't forget, you were chosen. You were chosen to go do something different. And, and Jesus has given them the words to say. If you run into a problem, if you run into an issue, here's what you do. And when you tell them that the Lord is in need of it, they will say, okay. What if you could live that situation? Would you? You're being asked to step out, but you're also being told at the same time, here's your answer, it's going to be okay. God tells us that every day. It's okay to step out. It's okay to be different. It's okay to do something that's outside of your comfort zone because I know what's going to happen. And I have the answers that I'm willing to give you and it's going to be okay. Two disciples. What about the donkey and the colt? And I'm not going to point any fingers that, yeah, okay, I'm the donkey. But the truth is, are you available to be used for Jesus to sit upon and display him? That's what the, the, the donkey and the colt did, did they not? They put coats on the donkey and the colt, and Jesus rode on the donkey in front of crowds, in front of all of these people, to display him as king, as savior, as lord. We've talked often about that our lives are stages, right? They're, they're stages for, for God to display himself. I've said often, your life is a stage, my life is a stage for Jesus to dance across so people can see him. That's the donkey. That's the colt. They didn't talk. They didn't bring attention to themselves. They were probably scared to death being amongst a crowd. But they were used to display him. Another character that's kind of hidden in all of this, that Jesus, as, he's, as this is being shared in, in verse 3, and I mentioned it earlier, if anyone says to you, what are you doing? I have found myself in that place, that I was that person. Looking at someone else going, what are you doing? What's going on? At the same time, you want to understand. It's not that 
I'm pointing fingers or I'm accusing anyone, but I'm seeing somebody do something outside of the norm. Two disciples have just walked up to my house and took my donkey and my colt. What are you doing? Natural question, right? But really, my heart is, what's happening? What's going on? I want to know. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're seeing things happen. God is moving spiritually in people. Stuff is going on. And we're on the outside looking in going, what's happening? You know, I'd really like to know more. I'd like to be a part of. I'd like to see. You know, it's okay to be out there looking in because we're questioning and we want to be a part. That person who said, what are you doing, also said, take my donkey. Use what I have for whatever the Lord needs it for. Maybe that's you. Crowds spread their clothes on the ground for Jesus to ride on. That seems a little flamboyant, doesn't it? When's the last time you threw your coat on the ground for somebody to walk across? Maybe when you remember as a kid, you remember the parades that we used to go to? All of the people and just the excitement and all of those things that were happening. You wanted to be a part. You wanted to be not on the sidewalk, but you wanted to figure out a way to get on the street because whoever's coming through, you wanted to be close to them. You wanted to touch them. You wanted to be able to see everything that you could. You wanted to experience it to the fullest. Do you throw your coat on the ground? Do you give up something? Because Jesus is doing something amazing, or He's close by, or He's in your presence? Maybe that's you. It's not a, a question, and these aren't points of condemnation at all, because that's not Christ. The question is, maybe this is you. Maybe this is the place that in your heart that God is leading you to. And these are great places to be, all of them. Others cut branches. Could you imagine out here when the marshal of the parade comes through, everybody runs into the park with a hacksaw because they want to cut the branches off and throw them down? So to honor the person who's coming by in the parade, we all have, just in our relationship with God, we all have branches that we can cut down and lay in front of Him. Worship. Worship is about that relationship and talking to the Lord and adoring Him and loving on Him and telling Him about His character and how great He is and how much He loves us. That's worship, just to pour out, to throw things down in front of Him, to give Him something to walk on as a sacrifice to Him. That's what was happening there. In their excitement to understand that He was stepping in to be king, they were recognizing him for who he was. Do you throw down your coats? Do you throw down branches? Maybe that's you. Maybe that's where God wants to take you. Maybe that's your place. The crowd's shouting. 
I chuckle because there's times that I struggle to get an amen or good morning. And here we are talking about shouting. Something tells me we need to go on to the next character, right? Not at all. We have all found or have something in our lives that causes such excitement that we speak, that we vocalize what we're feeling. It can be sports. It can be the birth of a child, grandchild. It can be a number of different things. It's okay to be vocal about your king. It is okay. The town was stirred. Who is this? What's going on? I want to know. I, I don't understand, but I'm curious. I am so interested in, in what is all of the activity. You ever been there? It could be sitting out on your porch and you hear sirens. What's that? What's going on? What's, what's the flashing light from? I do it. <laughs> i got big windows in the side of my house. I don't have to go out on the porch for everybody to see me. I do it from behind the curtain. Or I'll look over top. But we do that, don't we? There's something happening I want to know. I'm curious. God loves curiosity. He loves it. Because it means that we're interested. That there's a tension that's being drawn. And you know what? He wants to answer those things. He wants to meet you where you are. And He wants to tell you what's going on. What's happening. Inviting you into the relationship. And the action and the activity that He has going on in the earth. He wants that. It's okay to be curious. It's okay to ask questions. Seek to understand what God's up to. But the town was doing that. Thinking about the town and the people that were asking questions, Scripture comes to my mind out of Psalm 34. It's the first part of verse 8. And it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You guys remember as kids, your parents or grandparents telling you, go, you got to try this. Put it on your plate. My household was called a no thank you bite. I, broccoli casserole. Can remember it. Does not, did not at that point in time look appetizing to me. Now that you cover it with cheese, I'll take it all day. Right? Can I get an amen? Anybody else? That's right. Taste and see. We do it all the time. Or we let the enemy bind us down in fear so that we don't try something. Psalm 34 invites us. The town was invited. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Don't just discount it. Engage it. Engage it and understand 
that it's true that God is good. So this whole invitation came out of a curiosity, a question. What's going on? You know what? Come see. Come see. Experience Him and where He wants to take you. I love the last part because the crowd answered. When the town was stirred and asking, who is this? What's going on? The crowd answered. You know why? Because they knew Him. They've experienced Him. They believed it. Why do you think people, when you're buying stuff on Amazon, you look at the reviews? Because I want to know who's experienced this product. I want to know what the majority has to say. Right? Don't we? Word of mouth. If it's affected this person, then you know what? Maybe I'll be willing to try it. Or if I see these great reviews, then you know what? I'm convinced. And the crowd answered the questions of the town. Do you have answers? That's a question I ask myself. I talk about God. I talk about Christ. I talk about my relationship. Can I look at somebody and go, you know what? Hang out with me. I want you to taste and see that God is good. Not that Ian's smart. Not that Ian understands. Not that Ian has wisdom or answers. But I want you to see and meet the one that I serve. Because it's available and he's worth it. In these characters, do you see you? Where are you? And this is a time to go, you know what? I'm not where I was. I'm here in this place. And that's good. That's what we want. We want to understand where we are. Because if we don't know where we are, we don't know what the next step is. It's, it's understanding getting from here to here. Where is God calling you? What place is it that He wants to take you to? As I had mentioned, over the last couple months, God's been giving me this, this phrase of take your place. And I'm unpacking that. To me, it's like a steamer trunk full of all kinds of things to unpack and to walk through. And so then a couple weeks ago, God gave me this other phrase. Walk through this. Walk through this. And I've had a chance to, to really connect with my accountability group with this. And really put it under the microscope. What does it mean? And I say accountability because I'm not one to walk. I'm more of a runner, though it doesn't look like it. Up here. Right? Go from place to place. Go, 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 go. Next, next, next. Okay, this is done. Check. Boom, 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 boom. So, so my accountability group has been <laughs> like 
pulling back the reins, pull back the reins if they need to. Because that, that one phrase has been broken down for me. Walk. What does walk mean? Uh, first of all, it means not run. That means we've got to slow some things down. It means be patient. For me, what does walk mean? When I'm out walking, I'm taking in the scenery. I'm looking at the things around me. I'm, I'm allowing myself to be involved with and absorbed by my surroundings. So slow down. Take time to look around. Smell the roses, we would say. But look around. Slow down. Be patient. Patience is powerful. Patience is a weapon. So be patient. The next part was through. Through. Oh, good. Andrew and I were talking earlier, and I'm like, good. That means I don't have to die here. We're going through this, not dying in it. So slow down, Ian. Be patient. Move through it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. The other phrase came to me yesterday. Do hard things. Do hard things. And so that actually made me reflect back on today and Palm Sunday. And Jesus is, is, is on the donkey and he's going through Jerusalem. And the crowd is excited. They're ecstatic, like we talked about. Cloaks on the ground, branches being cut, excitement, all kinds of excitement. What did he know? He knew Friday was coming in the midst of it all. He knew Friday was coming. He also knew Sunday was coming. Do hard things. Walk through this, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're dealing with. Do hard things. It's okay. God's got you. He's promised to take care of you. He's given you, just like the disciples went to find the, the colt and the donkey. He's given you answers. He will give you answers. It will be okay. Walk through this. Do hard things. And you will take your place. Father, Lord God, thank you for your love for us. You're just amazing. Father, no matter, no matter where we find ourselves in this story, you're there. You're there. You're there with us. Father, to strengthen us, to guide us, to love on us, to encourage us, to give us the wisdom that we need. Father, to pull back the reins when we need to slow down when we want to run. Father, you are full of mercy and grace and love. And you are patient and kind and joyful. Father, your goodness abounds. Your faithfulness is unmatched. Father, you love us and you love us deeply and you love us hard. And we need that. So, Father, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Jesus, for doing the hard things. 
God, I'm eternally grateful. We, God, your church, is eternally grateful. Well, Father, thank you for blessing us to deposit your spirit in us, to give us all of what we need to walk through the things that are ahead of us. Father, we love you, and we do worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.